Everyone should know that Monica is covered in dental goo, as she calls mm -hmm. it. Monica, describe what dental goo is. It is a mixture of saliva and secretions from the mouth. I hate and the word. Oh my God. Secretions from the mouth? Are you kidding me? That's really like a heavy that metal band's name. <laughs> secretions from the mouth. Welcome to the Pre-Vet Podcast. I'm Alex Avellino, your tour guide on the journey to becoming a veterinarian. Listen along as we provide you with tips, tricks, and tales on applying to veterinary school. Welcome back to the Pre-Vet Podcast. I'm Alex Avellino, and today my guest is a class of 2023 member, Monica Calderon. Woo! <laughs> Getting hype for herself. That's self-love, Monica. We love to hear it. We love to, to see, see it. it. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, ha happy to have you on here. You're currently on your clinical rotations. Correct. What rotation are you on today? I'm on primary care and dentistry. Monica, we always ask our guests, hometown, mm -hmm. undergrad institution, major. St. Petersburg, Florida, really Gulfport, but St. Pete. Um, undergrad, UF. Go Gators. And I was a marine science major. Because you thought potentially you wanted to do marine biology. Correct. Found out you didn't like? Doing research. Doing research. You know, so many students I hear, like if I, when an undergrad tells me they don't like research, mm -hmm. I will tell you this is one of my biggest pet peeves. Okay, I do need to clarify. Please. I wish I loved to do research because I think research is awesome. Yes. I feel like it's one of the most selfishly beneficial professions you can do because you're like researching exactly what you want to do and then like you get good information <laughs> especially beneficial but I just I don't have the patience for it I don't have the mind to like think of an a question and mm -hmm. investigate that okay I've never been okay. driven to do that okay I can accept mm -hmm. that so you're not you're not coming at me like sometimes undergraduate students do and they're like I don't want to sit behind a microscope no I mean ideally that's not what I'm gonna do for my life but like I could do it under someone. I'm right. happy to do that. I just wouldn't, I don't want to, me, myself, be the sure. person heading research. I think that makes me feel better mm -hmm. than you just saying, like, I don't like research. And obviously, you understand the value of research. Right. Right. Yes. It's just you don't have that mind to, like, go for, like you said. Exactly. But that's just a mouthful to, like, explain. And I just, so I just, bottom line, say I don't. I, I, I would prefer in the future for you to mm -hmm. market it as, right. if someone said to you, do you like doing research or do you have plans to do research? Mm -hmm. If you were to say something like, I am not I do not have a passion to part to complete the necessary mm -hmm. skills required for research or like I don't have that drive. See how that was a mouthful. I know it really is. <laughs> it is a mouthful. So just I don't like but research. I'll sit on that okay. and I like I okay. you're Marinate. right. I Marinate should really rather than just Yes, you can. Mm -hmm. maybe. Mm -hmm. Monica and I are going to talk about impact. When I'm working with students and I'm asking them, what are they involved in? What's What are they putting on their application? They kind of give me like a laundry list of bullet points, mm -hmm. which is a great place to start. But you know what that is? That's a resume. Yes. Um, also, it's a resume that's probably not going to get you hired because resumes that get you hired also include impact statements. Mm -hmm. So when we say impact statement, it's basically like, why do I care that you did that thing? A lot of times an impact statement will include numbers. It will include percentages. So if you were to tell me, I worked with sea turtles doing research. Mm -hmm. I would say, well, what was the impact? Well, what happened mm -hmm. from that? Oh, well, we discovered blank. Okay, okay, now we're getting into the impact. Or 25% uh, of the sea turtles are now rehomed when mm -hmm. it was 5%. Ooh, wow, now I'm, I'm getting that would be it. great. Right, I'm getting <laughs> it. So you always have to do impact. So I'm going to ask Monica um, to help me go mm -hmm. through the different sections of the application and for us to talk about impact. Ready, Monica? I'm ready. Great. 
So let's go ahead and first start with veterinary experience. Yes. <laughs> Obviously, they have to have it. So sometimes students will come in and they say, I have 200 hours. What do I care? Mm-hmm. I don't care about that. Right. Like, what does that mean? So tell the audience, based on being in clinics now and going through your first years of veterinary school, why is having veterinary experience important? How will that prepare them for vet school so that they now know how to market that experience? Right. Um, I think, I mean, I think... And you were a tech for a year. Like, you took a year off to do this. Yes, correct. So talk about it. Correct. And I I came from... Because a lot of people come into vet school and they've had... And they've been volunteering since middle school, since high school, forever. And I didn't really realize this is the route I wanted to take until sophomore year of college, a little bit after. So I kind of needed to, like, get on my feet and do things mm-hmm. um, and figure out not only get the experience, but also is this actually something I want to do. So mm-hmm. I think that's the, one of the biggest benefits. Yes, it lets you mm-hmm. know this is what you want to do. It helps solidify exactly. that this is the right career for you. Exactly, because okay. I have several tech friends who had the idea that they wanted to go into vet med and, or go to vet med school and then they were text and realized that's not what they wanted to right. do. Right. So that's wonderful to find yes. that out before you go to vet school. Absolutely. Okay. Why else? Um, also, just to, I mean, give you a background, I will say that UF does do a good job mm-hmm. of trying to, like, even the playing field. Yeah. And, like, clean um, skills and everything. But it definitely does give an edge, not, but also for just for yourself, kind of self-confidence when you're doing things. Right. You're like, okay, I've seen that before. Sure. I will say it is very different coming here. You know, what you've learned, you really can't hold on to that and be open-minded because you're going to learn not only the gold standard, but also different ways to do things. A whole new way of doing things. So, you know, they always say the joke of like, oh, when I was a tech, I did this. Right. Is that, you know, funny statement that probably irks a lot of people. Yes. But instead of, you know, you can flip and be like, oh, that's interesting. I (laughs) Here's how I learned it. Here's how I learned it, which I always approach it like, oh, I probably learned it completely wrong. (laughs) Yeah. But we could argue that the exposure and the baseline will build that confidence. So you're not just walking in the door like, oh my God, I have no idea what I'm doing. So I I do feel like folks who are techs or assistants, even volunteers beforehand, do feel more comfortable, even if they have to relearn something and they have to get over that and like maybe like put their pride down a little bit. It might be humbling, but at least it's coming in um, not super fresh. Yeah. And even like, I think I was very lucky where I went because I got exposure to a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. I was able to like, they took me from just being a volunteer for a couple of years and then just hired me. Because you're so fabulous? Because I'm so fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> so there was, for me, it was a big learning curve. I really went, like, out from, like, zero to 60 mm-hmm. in jumping into vet med. Well, um, that's another thing that students should be talking about with the impact. So if someone told me I went from being a volunteer to an assistant or a technician, add something to that. Say, mm-hmm. because of my drive or because of my time management skills or because of my client communication skills or because I was constantly learning – the veterinarians felt like I was able to help handle more responsibility. Do we hear how that sounds so different, folks? Do you mm-hmm. hear how that sounds different, Monica? Can you just be behind me in <laughs> all aspects of my life? We, me, everyone needs to like just stop and ask themselves, like, this thing that I'm doing, just add a little bit more. Give it a little zhuzh. Like, mm-hmm, what comes mm-hmm. next? What do I need to throw in there to really market myself? Um, okay, now let's talk about... Uh, on the application, extracurricular activities. So mm-hmm. there's some big ones, right? There's club involvement, intramural or sports, potentially Greek life, TAing. What's the impact of those activities? What were you involved in? I So I guess the main thing I was involved in was the pre-health honor society at UF. So I did not do the pre-vet club or anything like that. But in that pre-health honor society, there was 
a little section called healing animals, which was focused more on animals. Now it wasn't vet med related at all, but still like we would go do volunteer trips and associated with different, you know, uh, humane society or the Carson's wildlife. Yeah. 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 Wildlife Uh center. And it, it still wasn't us like touching or interacting with the animals, but just being around it. So that's what I did. It was still good. Um, for you know, oh, it was the same when Corey was president for. Oh, we, we love Corey. He's a favorite here. Oh, I remember when he was president of that. Yes. Oh my goodness, yes, I was like, this kid has a life and together. David also too was part of that. Club. Oh, that checks Call, out. Only professional club. boys. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's the impact? Why do I care that you're involved in that? I would say that it exposed me to. Di- it was mainly, I would say, um, human healthcare focused and those aspects. It was supposed to encompass like um, PA, all of dental, all of that. Um, but still I was exposed to healthcare and kind of learning that aspect of it. Um, Did you learn about health disparities and folks from low yes. socioeconomic backgrounds? And All, yes. So one could argue that, let me help you with the Please. impact of that. <laughs> I, if it were me, I would say veterinary medicine is impor- is one third of one health, one health being human med, vet med, and in the environment. And so that organization exposed me to the human health side of medicine. Definitely you would talk about opportunities you had within the club, like how much you got involved, what you were exposed to, the different volunteer opportunities. If you were doing philanthropy, we always want to see students giving more of themselves and like learning about others. You can use it to talk about diversity, equity, inclusion, because Mm -hmm. you're getting exposed to folks from different backgrounds, great leadership opportunity. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then we could always say folks, you know, getting an exec board position in the club gives you even more opportunities to make an impact and to talk about the impact you had on the club. Yes. Let's talk about intramural sports. Yes. I don't know if you were involved in any intramural sports. I did do several. Yeah. Let's talk about if you were to walk up to someone on the admissions committee and they say, what are you involved in? And you mentioned intramural sport. Why do I care that you're doing that? What's the impact? To show that you have a work-life balance. Okay. Work-life balance. mm -hmm. Love that. Can do something other than studying and still, you know, maintain a healthy mind, healthy body. Absolutely. Um, Definitely camaraderie and teamwork, teamwork, all of that. Positivity, I think, a lot of times and enthusiasm. Yes. Now, there are some folks who get really competitive and intense, and, mm-hmm. but that doesn't seem like your jam. Is that your jam? I, you know, it's funny that you asked that. I am really competitive, but like with myself. Mm. Okay. Um, so yeah, I would say the impact for team sports, and it could be different. Someone else could have a completely different answer mm-hmm. than we're coming up with right now. But folks, all we're trying to do is get you to think about your experiences and how you're marketing them and what you should think about while you're doing them. Mm-hmm. Like, how is this helping me? impact my application later? Do I actually enjoy this thing? Um, and, and get creative with that. So sports in general, great work life mm-hmm. balance. Good to get the stress out. Um, exercise is the number one immediate alleviant for depression. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Yes. It's not a long term. It's not, it's a bandaid, <laughs> but like if you're feeling still get to the root of your issues. Correct. But- we talked about clubs. We talked about sports. Let's talk about employment. Mm-hmm. So one of the sections on Vemcast is non-animal related employment. Mm-hmm. Did you have a job that had nothing to do with animals ever? No, I was very, very lucky and blessed that I did not have to work through college. Okay. I'm, I'm glad and, that you, I love yes. that you're bringing that part up that like, mm-hmm. that is a huge blessing, of yes. course. Now you were a technician where you got paid, but that's yes. animal related. Yep. And that was mainly after. Mm-hmm. Her. Mm-hmm. But let, but we can still talk about the impact of why, why is a job important? Why do they need work experience? What does that teach them? What's the impact there? Discipline. Discipline. Regulate your schedule. Again, like the time management piece. Like there are definitely aspects that, you know, at least I got it while vet teching, but there were things that probably I could have 
benefited from having a job earlier on. Oh, I mean, yeah. we all kind of even just learning to manage money and handle yes, money. Yes, absolutely. Just like being an adult. Yes. Um, and a lot of the jobs. I'm still not an adult. <laughs> you know who is? David. David is so much an adult. Listen to David's podcast, y'all. Um, hot takes with David. Um, having employment, a lot of times, especially, I love when people have food service positions. Yes. Because you have to be able to like handle stress. Mm-hmm. You have to be patient. It's great for client management. Great. Great mm-hmm. uh, for crazy clients. Yes. I mean, Work at a restaurant, go work at mm-hmm. vet med. Same thing. <laughs> um, other ways that having employment can impact your application. I mean, one would say like a lot of people might not have it. So it does mm-hmm. set you apart that you did have a job yes. and you had to work through school. Uh, and Monica is an example of someone who did not need to have that. Mm-hmm. But y'all can go do that. Okay. So the employment piece, customer service, client communication, it impacts that. Time management, adulting, responsibility, decision making. Yeah. All of those things come with employment. I do want to add just in general because I know as we were talking that when people talk about how to stack up your application yeah I per I mean it depends on who you are but personally I not that I don't agree with it but I never did anything just to stack up my application oh for sure yeah I don't agree with it so I I I don't like taking hard stances on anything (laughs) (laughs) I I encourage everyone to mm-hmm. check boxes. I really do. Yes. I, but I encourage them to check boxes with things they would enjoy. Yeah, exactly. I do want y'all to check boxes because you kind of need to. Mm-hmm. You kind of need to, especially because it's getting more and more competitive. 1,779 applicants applied last year. Mm-hmm. We're going to have even more this year. Uh, so I do think check the boxes. Check them well. Like, don't do something just to stack it. Like, right. pick something you're going to like that you are going to pour yourself into. Yes. Um, you know, I we were talking with my TAs about how to check a box, and it could be minimally check the box, moderately, or extensively check it. And if you were a tech for a year, I would say that you've extensively checked the veterinary experience box. If, well, yeah. even more than that. I mean, if it's been 10 years, then like definitely. Right, there's people that have There is. For, right. But if you tech for like a month, I'm saying that's minimal. Mm-hmm. Or like zero to a month, that's minimal. Um, so be thinking about how you're checking the boxes. But I agree with Monica, like don't do it just to get into vet school. Mm-hmm. I do think they can kind of see through that. The admissions committee. I mean, I would hope so. I would hope so, too. But who knows? Okay, so we talked about veterinary. We Mm -hmm. talked about extracurriculars, employment, animal. I'm not going to discuss because that already goes into veterinary. Mm -hmm. The application does ask for volunteer and community service experience. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like you really got some of that in the pre-health organization. Yes, I definitely, they had a lot of, they had, you know, you had to get a certain amount of service points, Mm -hmm. too. Monica, um, why would the field and the admissions committee even care if a student has a history of giving giving of their time? It you know it shows that you're doing this for something other than your just yourself. Yeah. Because in vet med, you know, shelter med is a big thing, and it is a a field of compassion mm-hmm. and about trying to you know find the good. Yeah. And do things that not always are just for yourself yeah I mean I mean you're on clinics right now how many times are you staying past when you would like to go home yeah probably every time I always try to (laughs) yeah yeah so I think I mean getting in that kind of servants Mm -hmm. mindset that a volunteer situation allows you to get into I think prepare students for clinics and um, being a professional you also in volunteering you do get to network a lot of times Mm -hmm. so I think it's an opportunity just to meet new people again a lot of t- when you're volunteering, you're you're giving of yourself to a vulnerable population, mm-hmm. whether that is animals in need, 
humans in need or the environment that's in need. Mm -hmm. So it also puts you in that space of like, okay, I need to understand something that has it worse than I do right now. Right, that's almost right. always the case when we're volunteering. Yes. If we have the time to give, then we probably really have a little more in, privilege there. Yeah, puts you in check, humbles you. It does, it does. Um, which sounds, I don't know, kind of silly to say, but it, also but it, it just, just keeps your mind open and kind of see the reality of how things are. Yeah, well, especially to any field where you're getting a professional degree, you are at a higher level of authority. Mm-hmm. You're becoming an expert in that field. But you're working with clients who often do not have that authority. So it's great if folks are able to volunteer because it makes us more empathetic Mm -hmm. and maybe takes away a little bit of that God complex that we get when we become doctors. So being Mm -hmm. a volunteer and giving of ourselves and our time without getting paid for it kind of helps us relate a little bit better when those clients walk in the door for us to get off our high horse, if you will. Absolutely. And I think that helps the client too. And I, you know, we... Are, we should and definitely deserve to get paid with the hours we're putting in. But sometimes, you know, it's that extra mile that you put in. It is. That the clients are going to see and appreciate. And it doesn't necessarily, you know, do things for free. Sure. Of course. No. Right. Never. But. Never. Get but, paid for your. Get paid for your work, y'all. Yes. Know your value. Know your worth. <laughs> mm-hmm. But by staying like that extra hour, that client might then go tell a friend. Right. Word of mouth, which is selfish. Or even. <laughs> <laughs> of me to say that. But like it pays. It ends up paying mm-hmm. in full. So those are the main sections of the application. So students, when you're thinking about stacking your application, (laughs) let's reframe it to getting involved in things that you enjoy and then looking at how they can impact your um, application. What we're gonna do now is we're gonna do a lightning round. Monica's gonna say an activity, a random activity, and I'm gonna reframe it to talk about how it could impact someone for vet school. So Monica, throw me, and and the point of this activity Mm -hmm. is I want students to feel like they have the flexibility and the creativity and the freedom to engage in activities that they enjoy and still feel like they're valuable for an application. Let's enter the spin room. All right, kennel tech. A kennel tech is a great humble beginning. It's an opportunity where I don't have a lot of responsibility yet, so I get to learn. I get to watch and observe. I get to show that I'm dedicated to have the goal to eventually move up to a vet tech or a vet assistant. It's a great opportunity for folks who are a little bit younger who maybe can't become vet techs or vet assistants yet. And it's a great opportunity to just learn the that particular clinic and how they operate and make connections. Boom. Right? Beautiful. Okay, give me another one. Okay. I want something random. Give me something hard. TA. Is that random? Ooh, TA. I love TAs. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if I were a student answering, what is the impact of being a TA? Leadership, because I'm around folks who are my peers because we're all in college together, but I am the leader in the classroom. And that's a tricky space to navigate. Mm -hmm. Some of the students in there could be older than me and I'm still having to lead them. So leadership, responsibility, mentoring opportunities, because often as a TA, you really get to be close with that professor. So you get that. I get that that role model that I might be looking for. I have to maybe make some hard decisions when I'm grading and have to answer for those decisions because oftentimes TAs are the ones who do the grading. And so if there's an Mm -hmm. issue with the grade, the professor might be like, go talk to the TA. So I have to have those hard conversations. I have to be able to communicate with folks from different backgrounds because the students might be all at different levels in the classroom. So when they're coming up to me, one student might be advanced and they just need a little bit of scaffolding. Somebody else might be really far behind. And I need to spend more time and pour into them. So, I mean, wow, that makes TAing oh. sound amazing. Wow, you're getting really excited. <laughs> Everyone should go. I, I think I get excited too because I have TAs. Mm. So I'm hoping they have that experience. <laughs> I'll give you one from what I did. Please. Rock climbing club. 
Great example. Okay. Rock climbing club. Now I'm a fan of rock climbing, so I'm going to be a little bit more pumped about this one. Okay. So exercise, like we talked about, depressive, alleviant, keeps your body healthy. As a veterinarian, I'm going to have to be standing on my feet for Mm -hmm. many hours a day. So the fitter I am, the more I'm able to get to my clients and patients. And so rock climbing is an avenue for that. Rock climbing is a risky sport. You have to be able to make quick decisions, Mm -hmm. have to have stamina, all things I need in veterinary school. Trust. Mm -hmm. Um, So if I'm belaying Mm -hmm. someone, I have to trust, or if I'm being belayed, I have to trust the person who's doing that. Um, Also, I would say rock climbing is a very, it's a smaller sport. It's a little bit niche. So I do think a lot of those folks can become like a community within Mm -hmm. themselves. So being able to connect with others outside of my my career, which is vet med, where I'm surrounding myself constantly, is a great opportunity and avenue to meet others. That was beautiful. Thank you. I think that's great. (laughs) (laughs) Monica, we always ask our guests to provide advice for the pre-vet audience. Okay. So what advice do you have for them? Either something you wish you had known, something you know now where you're like, they really should hear this now. Uh, maybe a, something that surprised you about vet school. What do they need to hear from you? Uh, I mean, I feel like this is going to sound cliche, but really uh, try not to stress yourself out too much and compare yourself too much to others. Like we've already said, just focus on what is going to make you happy and what's going to reach your goal. Um, I wouldn't say, you know, don't s- sleep on things, but try to be more laid back. I Ooh. feel like a lot of vet med people are the – that get high strung and get very super intense, super intense. And don't be that intense. You should see Monica's position right now. She really does look like laid back, comfortable. Like she's owning this booth and you're, I do think you're a laid back person. Go with the flow. Go be adaptive. Don't, you know, a lot of things in vet med are without out of your control. So be able to adapt to that and be okay with it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if you have that kind of attitude, you might move up from a volunteer to a tech. Because they love you you so much. Mm -hmm. Monica, thanks so much for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. It was great to talk about impact and how help folks learn to spin things a little bit. And um, did it help you think about your experiences differently? Oh, so much. I feel like this was more for me (laughs) than anyone else. Well, you know, it's going to help you when you you were talking about you have a year and a half to make some big life decisions. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So (laughs) as you're picking your activities and as you're working through your clinical rotations, especially because a lot of the rotations you're on, other students are also on. So if you start thinking about how is Monica being impacted and how do the experiences impact Monica? Mm-hmm. When you have those interviews, you'll be able to articulate that in a different way. Instead of just saying, yeah, I was on primary care and I did this dental. You can say, right. here's what I got out of this and here's what I'm going to bring to your practice. Right. And you're going to be there right next to me. It, whispering mm-hmm. in your ear. Absolutely. Everything you need. <laughs> I'm Alex Avellino and we'll talk to you soon. <laughs>